Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? It is Sunday, January the 5th, 2014. This is episode number 116 of Timberwolves Explosion. I am your host, Joey, and that's it. I'm your host, Paladino Joey. Yes, <laughs> Joey Awajan. I'm riding solo today for whatever reason. I guess I'm just going to be doing it solo because I have no idea where Marcus is. Let's just get the let's just get on with the show. I don't have the patience for that anymore. All right, here we go. We're going to have a slightly different arrangement today, I suppose, because I'm solo. We got to do it a certain way. Um <laughs> we're going to jump straight into the Timberwolves right away. Not so much league talk obviously this time around. Maybe throw in something, but in case Marcus shows up at some point, I have no idea. So <laughs> we'll maybe save the league talk for the next time we get together. All right, so let's get stuck straight into it. We had we only have two games to review, so that's the good part in terms of stuff, <laughs> material in game reviews. Not so much to get into, obviously. A win and a loss. New Orleans Pelicans game. New Orleans came to Minnesota January the 1st. So, yeah, so what I'm going to do in this show, it's going to be kind of like Brave the Wild, we'll say. And I guess kind of like uh, Purple Mafia as well, my two other shows where it'll be game review or reviews, you know, in football it's just one game, but game reviews, and then uh, weekly award and demerit, the Lone Wolf Award and the Johnny Flynn Memorial, then we take a break, then we come back for some previews and such, and some fan interaction, we'll get into that near the end there with the fan interaction, so here we go, urged on by Vince Germano, yes, (laughs) my buddy from the Courtside Podcast, along with Hank McCoy and BG. Yes, sir. Always got to give those guys a shout-out because they're the best. Um, Wednesday, January the 1st, on New Year's. Happy New Year to everybody listening. Yes, sir. Happy New Year indeed. To those of you in Australia and here in Minnesota and all over the place, Australia obviously was a day earlier, so yeah, that had to be interesting to have New Year's a bit earlier than most people in the rest of the world. The Wolves start off... On the right foot, yeah, that's the most overrated thing ever. Starting the new year off on the right foot, ah, just let's just get on with the game review. One twenty-four to one twelve, Minnesota defeats the New Orleans Pelicans, a team that's believe it or not fairly close to the Timberwolves in the standings, which of course is out of the postseason. Yeah, that's the frustrating part. That might be where, uh, yeah, sometimes the listenership struggles a bit because of that. Hope hope you guys out there could tell a friend about the show. We appreciate that <laughs> very much. But hey, this was a, this was an easy one. Really, nothing about this game stood out other than it was just it just went nicely. Uh, Ryan Anderson scored a lot of points for the Pelicans. It didn't shoot from three particularly well. That's kind of what his thing is: is shooting from threes. That's his niche, so to speak. Only two of eight from the floor, twenty five percent. Alrighty then. <laughs> but he did shoot ten of fifteen from the floor. Had a nice game overall. Anthony Davis was a bit uh, chippy throughout the entire game. Drew Holiday ran into some issues as well. Hurt a bit. Uh, yeah, Anthony Davis was getting into it quite a bit with uh, Dante Cunningham, it seemed like. It was a back-and-forth type of deal. That was uh, interesting. No idea what really what the point of that was, other than I guess it's just two guys getting physical, and Anthony Davis thinks he's the greatest thing ever, when in reality, eh, whatever. He, he did not have that great of a game. Didn't shoot poorly, but eh, only 13.6 rebounds, but he did get four blocks, showing some athleticism on the floor, did Mr. Anthony Davis. But really, the rest of the Pelicans, eh, well, I'm a big fan of Drew Holiday. 
that's one thing right there. He did have a 19-point game, by the way. In only 22 minutes, he scored 19 points and managed to get five assists, but turned the ball over four times. Kind of a sloppy game. A couple of teams that were just kind of... I don't know what the heck it was. Like Two teams that were playing playing not to win, maybe. I, I don't know. <laughs> Dante Cunningham had by far his best game in quite a while, and as I mentioned, got on Anthony Davis's nerves quite a bit. Um, the previous game... Kevin Love had called out his teammates. Yes, he called out his teammates. That was nice of him. <laughs> Saying we need more help from the bench. Only four points or whatever it was in the Dallas game. And J.J. Barea really took offense to that. Apparently, he during uh, after the game, he was like, I don't like it. But hey, I'm not going to get into that. He was going to say and stuff like that. Um, he just said, well, we responded. So that's good. Um, Kevin Love, hey, go ahead and get on your teammates' nerves if, they're gonna, if that's going to make them play better, I suppose. J.J. Barea... The man of the hour in that case, in only 18 minutes, was 7 of 9 from the floor, managed to get 17 points and 5 assists. Alexi Schwed shipping in 10 points off the bench as well, hit half of his shots, all of them 3-point attempts, and made all of his free throws. So, not a bad game for Alexi. Overall, not the most notable type of game ever. Uh, Ricky Rubio very close to a triple-double again. Where uh, his, his, his offense has improved a little bit of late. And like I said, uh, in, earlier in the season, he'd been driving to the basket nicely, using that awesome ball handling skill that he has, crossovers and all that, getting to the hoops. Hey, if you're not going to make shots, at least attack the basket. And Rubio has been doing that. And as I mentioned, only one assist shy of a triple-double and then two rebounds shy of it. So not bad at all. Corey Brewer, another struggle. Another game where he just didn't do all that much, even though Rubio managed to get nine assists. Only, only like one of his, well, only one of his hoops were from uh, Ricky Rubio. So five points for Brewer, not the best game in the world. Love shot poorly, which is kind of ironic considering how well the bench played. I mean, Cunningham was five of six from the floor. Berea, seven of nine. So the bench just excellent in this game. Even Shabazz Muhammad put a little nice move on, <laughs> yeah, kind of a fadeaway type of move, or actually a turnaround jumper on the baseline in the final two minutes. Able to nail it. Got it like that. <laughs> Jang added a block. Another situation where these guys need to get some minutes and they're not getting minutes and there's nothing we can do because Rick Edelman's just going to stay this way about it forever and it's really frustrating and all that good stuff. So yes, the Timberwolves, uh, before the next game, which was last night's game, Saturday night, January the 4th, against the Oklahoma City Thunder, one of the most frustrating... Ugh, games ever, considering how the, it looked like the Wolves were going to win it, and then it didn't, and then they looked like they were, and then ultimately they did not. But no, before all that, Shabazz Muhammad sent down to the D-League to get more minutes, apparently, because, oh, and then Flip Saunders saying, well, you'll probably get more minutes in the four games in the D-League than he'll get up here all year, which, yeah, that doesn't sound good at all. Um, I don't know if that's Flip kind of taking a side shot at Rick Edelman a little bit. Like, yeah, Rick, Rick's not going to play him anyway, so let's at least get him in the D-League and all that good stuff. But either way, I guess Shabazz will get some minutes, and I do like that part. What annoyed me a little bit is how they're like, oh, well, you're not going to send down Dorgie Zhang to the uh, to the uh, D-League because, well, he's in, he, he, he's in Edelman's rotation. Really? He's an Adelman's rotation? Gorgi Zheng's an Adelman's rotation? Well, <laughs> if this current game, or yeah, if this particular game right here against the Pelicans is an indicator of how much Gorgi Zheng is in the rotation, <laughs> um, 
then no, he's not because he played the exact amount of time as Shabazz Muhammad. And ladies and gentlemen, that's been going on the whole season. Gorgie Zhang barely gets off the bench. Barely. Barely, basically as much as Shabazz. Maybe once in a while he'll get two minutes. That's not rotation, man. <laughs> rotation is like 15 or 16 minutes a game up to 25-ish if you're not in like the starting lineup. You know, that's a rotation player would be Cunningham, Berea, Shved, and, and Luke Richard. It's not, <laughs> it's, and even Robbie Hummel to an extent, because you actually see Robbie Hummel more often than you see Shabazz or, or Gorgie Zhang. So to say Gorgie is in the uh, rotation, I'm just, I, <laughs> yeah, right, man. <laughs> yeah, right. And plus the fact about Shabazz getting sent down also related to the, the, uh, obviously the ultimate likelihood of Chase Budinger returning to the lineup here within the next week or two, I might imagine. Same with Ronnie Turioff, Roni Turioff. Um, so, goody gumdrops. I guess Gorgie Zheng's going to get zero minutes then because Turioff always took those minutes anyway. Maybe less minutes at center for Dante Cunningham, which probably is a good thing. Or just, uh, we can all forget about the $5 million Luke Richard Ma Mute. Yeah. Uh, some of you are higher on him than I am. I'm not high on him at all. Marcus isn't high on him. Um, I know Vince is a little bit higher on him than others. I don't know what to say. We're going to get to that in the Facebook part <laughs> very shortly. But yes, Shabazz Muhammad down to the AAA. No, down to the AAA, down to the NBDL, which uh, is in Iowa, just like the Minnesota Wild. They have their uh, minor league affiliate in triple, uh, freaking Iowa, excuse me, in Iowa. <laughs> Pardon me, I'm going crazy here. So yes, last night's game was a loss. Oh, it was a loss. Oh my God, was it frustrating? Oh yes, Saturday, January the fourth, twenty fourteen, one fifteen to one eleven. Wolves can't beat the Oklahoma City Thunder. Looked like they had them beat all night. Kevin Durant, an unbelievable game. Regardless of how frustrated I was watching this, and regardless of how much he pissed me off. Uh, Kevin Durant's different lately. He's a different character out there. Uh, 48 point game. 48 points. Played about 43 minutes. And this was not an overtime game either. So no bloated numbers at all. He was able to get a block, two steals, seven assists, and seven rebounds. And yes, 48 points. A very key stat is he only missed one free throw. And he was very clutch from three point line, uh, land as well. Just a massive, massive game for Kevin Durant, but as mentioned, a bit chippy and a bit floppy as well. Very, very much reminded me of Chris Paul in this game. Uh, really got on my nerves, actually, quite a few times. Kevin Love, <laughs> well, he was good in some ways and extremely frustrating in others. The free throws yesterday killed this team. And not just by Kevin Love, but by the whole team. You don't shoot 18 of 29 in a game when Kevin Durant scoring 48 points. And expect, you, and expect to win the game, regardless if you're at home or away. The frustration was off the charts. Um, Pekovic made only 5 of 8. Corey Brewer missed half of his, 2 of 4. Kevin Love, 3 of 7 from the free throw line. Didn't get call, didn't get a call on Obaka, but then finally did later in the game. We'll get back to that in a second. Um, overall, Pekovic was good. Martin was alright. Rubio... Passed very well, got some steals, 10 assists, very aggressive passing style by Rubio, which is nothing new necessarily, but only two turnovers, so that's good. Uh, had a really awesome, strong, strong pass to Love going into the basket. Really like Kevin Love's little hook that he has now. 
It's not like the baby hook that Pekovic had last year that was getting on my nerves. It's an actual like good looking hook that goes in. I'm really happy about that. But the the ultimate story of this game is the Timberwolves are not clutch. <laughs> Kevin Durant, of course, okay, better team, all that good stuff. But Timberwolves are not clutch. And yeah, there was a similar situation at the end, similar to the Dallas Mavericks game. In this case, the Wolves trailed by two, just like the Mavericks game. Kevin Love was followed by Ibaka. Now, earlier in the game, he was followed and did not get the call, but finally did get a call in this case. Love was shooting a three-point shot. Ibaka obviously follows him, and they do call it with about two seconds left or something like that. So a chance to make three free throws. Three. He could make all three, and we could go home. Very good chance we could go home winners in this situation. That would be too, that'd be so cool. But then he clangs the first, and it's like, you got to be kidding. He missed a free throw just like he was earlier in the game again. Huge free throws you have to make. And then he misses the second, and it's like, that's it. Everybody's out out of the building walking for, walking for the exits. Misses the third on purpose. The clock expires. No basket. Nothing happened. And the Wolves lose. Complete lack of clutch ability by Kevin Love and by other members of this team. It's like every time... You need to make a basket. You're down by a basket or something. Yeah, you're you're down by a point or it's a tie game or whatever with a with like the buzzer, you know, about to happen. Like just a few seconds remaining, and it's like the gosh, the collars around this player, these these players' necks just seem to close in about three sizes, and that that drives me absolutely nuts. It's not luck. It's just they're they're not clutch. There's nothing to do about luck. Nothing to do about, oh, well, a better team won. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they're better, but that doesn't mean, but that's not why they won. It's because we, it's because we choked. <laughs> it's because we choked. And I got into it on Twitter a little bit with a guy who we eventually kind of came to an agreement, made, kind of were agreeing with each other about stuff when he realized I wasn't just saying, oh, such bad luck. It's not fair. That's not what I was saying. And I was trying to tell him that. I'm not sure if he's a listener or not. I, I hope so. Somebody has to be. <laughs> Right? Yeah, uh, that was uh, Tom Gorgon. Tom Gorgon, eventually he was staying fair enough, but for the longest time he thought, like, I was nuts and what the hell am I talking about? But, yeah. <laughs> Lots of interaction on Twitter about that game. Almost got to get into the Twitter now. And <laughs> get to the Facebook later. I think I will do the Twitter now. Because it was, uh, pretty much almost everything was about that game. But, just about, um... Me and Vince Germano were making fun about uh, we're making fun of coaches or something. Yeah, and earlier in the week I was talking about how the Knicks beat the Spurs and the Nets beat the Thunder. The end is coming, and Vince says, <laughs> and Dan Tony's still coaching, and I said that's a definite side of the end. Ha ha ha! Oh, I love it. <laughs> Silver Stream B, I introduced her for the first time. Um, maybe she's listening to the show for the third time because she said she's heard it twice before and that it was very interesting. So nice to hear from you. She was teasing me, saying, because my phone accidentally said T-Wolves at one point, not uh, uh, Knicks. I don't know how that happened. Very frustrating. Um, but ultimately, she was saying she liked the show and all that, so really appreciate that. Paul Prime was saying, great episode, but I think he was talking about the uh, the Hoops podcast. Look at you. you got to listen to us, too, now. <laughs> yeah, the Hoops podcast with... with um, Pumpa and Boof. Excellent. It's a basketball show. Pumpa is a Warriors fan. Boof is a Celtics fan. Yep, so definitely a good one right there. Min Sport Report following me recently. Having a little interaction with me a little bit there. 
I guess I, I guess he liked a lot what I was saying because he's favoring it like crazy. So thank you for that. Um, Tom Gorgon, though, yeah, we had an ongoing conversation. He was saying lack of fourth quarter execution, not luck. And I was saying I never said luck. So eventually we came to an agreement. Do appreciate that. Um, he was saying for a team that needs great ball movement, it doesn't happen in the fourth. That's for darn sure. He continues saying I don't think they have they can have Brewer and Rubio in the game in those situations. There's no shooters. Um, yeah, they're, they're not really shooters. No, sometimes Brewer can hit a corner three, but I've never known him to be clutch. Rubio to date is definitely not clutch. Um, that's for darn sure. Brent Veal, of course. Uh, yes, sir, my buddy. <laughs> Mr. Train saying, he's also from Australia, saying, it's not going too well for your boys this year, is it? <laughs> is it, mate? <laughs> At least the Wolves are healthy, unlike my Lakers. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. Um, maybe the Lakers will be getting Andrew Bynum back at some point. We'll see. I'm not sure what uh, Mr. Train thinks about that one. We will see. Silverstream B was saying, so sad the Timberwolves lost. That's for sure. Yep, she was saying that damn Blazers game as well. Both ends sucked about the, uh, the offense and the defense. And she continues saying, it just seems today was an off day for everyone. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, it was a frustrating one. Love couldn't make squat. Lakers Summer Kitty um also hops on board. So, yeah, I gave her a follow. She gave us a follow as well. Thank you for that. We had a little conversation back and forth saying she'd check out the show. Hopefully she likes it. And Silverstream B find, uh, wrapping things up on the Twitter account, which is at Wolves Explosion. At Wolves Explosion and Marcus's Twitter is at Forecaster TE, all one word in both cases. Uh, she says, I made Ricky uh, Ricky Rubio picture with my favorite book series. It's awesome. Well, there you go. All right. <laughs> That's cool. Thank you for that. And uh, thank you, everybody that did tweet me. Do give that a follow if you could, at Wolves Explosion and at Forecaster TE. Very simple stuff. So let's try to wrap things up here with a lone wolf and a, oh, man. Ah, oh, it's like, how can I do this? A lone wolf and a Johnny Flynn memorial. Oh, you know, it would have been Kevin Love, but unfortunately, uh, multiple things frustrating here. Um, Love's 11-game streak of 25-point games came to an end in the Pelicans game. He didn't necessarily play too well in that one, but it didn't matter. The Wolf played great. His numbers were excellent in the Thunder game, which it seems like they always are, despite the fact your Bach is an elite defender. Defender, which actually that makes Love look pretty good, but missing those free throws down the stretch were insanely frustrating for me. I couldn't believe it. It, it just drove me nuts. Um, oh, man. Huh. I mean, Love was the one guy in this team you could say you could count on. Like, he's clutch. There's a guy that's clutch. He'll, he'll get it done. It's Kevin Love, baby. Kevin Love is clutch. He's way more clutch than Garnett, and he is. But, boy, he certainly, he certainly looked like Garnett. <laughs> At the end, at the at the end of this last game with Oklahoma, missing free throws like Garnett used to do all the time. When you gave Garnett the ball late in the game, all the time he would clang it up the rim, and I would always scream and get pissed off. And who wouldn't, right? Um, so, I, uh, 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 it's like I'm afraid to give it to Pekovic too because there's so many key rebounds that that he doesn't get. He's just not quick. And obviously his interior defense is non-existent. Loves is, Loves is better. I mean, he blocked Kevin Durant at one point on a dunk. That was incredible. I'll give it to Love. Ugh, reluctantly, because even though he missed those three free throws and I wanted to 
throw a freaking brick at his head when he missed him. And no, not literally. I mean, at the TV. And no, I don't want to break my TV either. But figuratively, I wanted to throw a brick at his head. Oh, my God. It's just You have to make those, man. Come on. Come on. We're, we're counting on you, man. More than anywhere. More than anybody. We count on him more than Garnett offensively. Much more in the old days. Um, yeah. So, but he'll get the lone wolf anyway. He had a good game, and that block and Durant kind of sort of helped make up for it because it was surprising how good his defense actually was at some points in the game. Not all the time, but you know, it's better than Pekovic, so I can't give it to Pekovic either. Just no hustle whatsoever with the guy. Never rebounds anything. You know, when, when, you, when you need a rebound from the guy, he won't get it, and it drives me nuts. So, yes, Kevin Love gets the lone wolf. Johnny for the Memorial, boy. Uh, I guess Corey Brewer. He's kind of been struggling of late. He kind of had a rough week. Um, I can't give it to, like, Shved because he didn't really factor in enough. Shabazz Muhammad, yeah, why would I give it to him? What's the point, right? He, he didn't, uh, he doesn't, uh, it's not, not I, well, maybe it is his fault that he hasn't been playing. But how would I know? I mean, I haven't seen anything. They're saying he works hard in practice. And I don't really want to give it to Adelman, even though I'd love to. I mean, I mean, I shouldn't give it to Adelman, even though I'd love to. So, mm, Cunningham was not good at all in the Oklahoma game, but he was pretty good in the uh, the uh, Pelicans game. The bench, <laughs> well, Kevin Love's got a point here. How many points did the bench score against the Oklahoma City Thunder? Five points, all by J.J. Berea. Nothing for Cunningham, nothing for Shred, nothing for Hummel so on and so forth. So, it's funny how it all went right back to the same thing again. And this game was really similar to the Dallas Mavericks game. Eh, very frustrating. The Wolves are playing well, though. And they gave up a lead in this one. So, that's not good either. Ah, boy. Johnny Flynn Memorial. Johnny Flynn Memorial. Um, it's tough. I can't give it to Berea because he had an awesome game against the Pelicans. Uh, oh man, it's hard. Uh, I'll give it to Corey Brewer because he did shoot poorly. He was clanging shots like crazy in the Oklahoma City game. Did basically nothing in the Pelicans game. So Corey Brewer, by default, is going to wind up with the short straw and the Johnny Flynn Memorial. So there you go. We will take a quick break. We'll get back to preview a couple games through next week. And we will see what happens. Hopefully, Marcus will be back with me next week. I have no idea, though. You, you just never know. <laughs> we'll see. All right, so we will be back right after this. Do you shop on Amazon? Did you know that you can support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. We are going round. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 116, which is a reminder for those of you out there on your mobile devices, for Apple devices like iPods and iPhones and iPads and all that crap, no, all that stuff, <laughs> well, simply look for us in iTunes, in the iTunes store, so 
Timberwolves Explosion. Very simple there. For Android devices, there's the Double Twist application. You get that from the Android store. Click on the podcasting button on there. And then search for Timberwolves Explosion. For Windows and BlackBerry phones and devices, simply search for Timberwolves Explosion in your store on there, and you will find us. That way you can listen to us on the go. Rock and roll. Rock and roll indeed. So now I try to dig into the schedule again. Back to work, guys. Back to work. The Timberwolves head to the city of brotherly love tomorrow night, Monday, January the 6th, to play the Philadelphia 76ers. That'll be fun. I I hope. (laughs) Not the best team in the world, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Wolves did beat them at home earlier this season in a game. They had to make a little comeback in that one. But the Wolves did get it done and finish the job. The Philadelphia 76ers, after a strong start, are now 12 and 21. Basically, everybody's picking the Wolves to win this one, and I hope they do. That would be great. I hope so. Yes, yes. Um, overall, it's like, who do the Sixers have anymore? Well, they still have Evan Turner, and they still have a guy named Thaddeus Young, who Vince Germano believes the Wolves should trade for. Not sure if the Wolves have the pieces to even make a trade anymore. It's real frustrating. I have no idea who the Wolves are going to wind up with. So those are the main guys. Evan Turner, Spencer Hawes, Thaddeus Young kind of leading the way there. Um, James Anderson I know very little about, honestly. But uh, those are the guys leading the way over in Philly. I do believe the Wolves can and will win this one. And if they don't, well, (laughs) that's not good at all. That would be quite a huge shame if the Wolves can't win this one. Michael Carter-Williams. Of course, also playing fairly well there. But, uh, well, he's, uh, well, he's, he should be okay. He did hurt his head on Saturday, though, in a win over the Trailblazers. So, yes, Michael Carter Williams is a guy I also have to mention when I say leading the way for the Philadelphia 76ers. He is a nice rookie, obviously, 11th overall pick by the Sixers. Well, shoot. Maybe the Wolves should have taken him instead of Shabazz Muhammad. Yeah, they should have just taken him at the 10th overall pick. (laughs) <laughs> that would have been nice, but the Wolves did not get that done, unfortunately. They traded down and put Shabazz and Gorgie Zheng, who I do like a lot, so no problem with that. But Shabazz, well, I wasn't too high on the pick, but at the same time he has displayed scoring ability, especially in his college days, and a lot of people believe he could bring that to the NBA, but of course has not yet to date. And Michael Carter-Williams is averaging 17 points and like 7 assists or something right now with the Philadelphia 76ers. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. And he is six foot six. It's not like he's like a full-blown uh, point guard. He just he can kind of be both. Oh, man. And he, <laughs> he's averaging about six rebounds and like three steals. The guy's a beast. Oh, flip. You're off to a bad start as, as the president of basketball operations. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm disappointed, actually, in Flip Saunders so far. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right here, guys. I'm, I'm giving you the straight-up, <laughs> honest truth. I'm being real with you. I'm not happy with Flip so far. So, yes, with that said, I believe the Wolves can and will beat the 76ers in the Eastern Conference game there, and if they don't, fire Adelman. <laughs> that would be really ridiculous. You you better win that game, Minnesota. And again, if they don't, that would be really disappointing. This team just can't... They, the Wolves can't even get over 500, which is really maddening. And I, I don't know if they will or not. Um, Phoenix Suns come to Target Center. On Wednesday, the Pelicans come to the Pelicans. I'm going to talk about the Bobcats, soon to be Hornets, come on Friday. I'm going to preview all four games briefly here. Phoenix Suns coming to Minnesota. You know, there was a point in time, not that long ago, I would have thought this would have been an easy win. But the Phoenix Suns are 20-12. and 12. It's no joke anymore. And we talked about them extensively on the last episode. It's no joke. 20-12? and 12? Um, 
that, maybe that's whatever spot they're in, that's probably the spot the Timberwolves were going to occupy in their playoffs in the Western Conference. For a team that's for the most part healthy in the Timberwolves, you would have thought for sure this is the year the Wolves are going to the postseason. Now, I don't know, and I do think Rick Edelman and Flip Saunders both have their fingerprints on this this record. Edelman absolutely does. Um, this is this is just, yeah, there, there's a reason why this team is not winning games. and Part of it is they're not clutch. Part of it is they don't use their bench at all. Uh, maybe and part of that might be that Flip didn't take the right guys also. So, you know, in the, in the draft. It's not all on Flip, obviously. David Kahn signed Berea, who was in and out. All that good stuff. So, uh, you get the idea. <laughs> it's just frustrating to see how good the Phoenix Suns are playing and how big of a non-factor the Timberwolves are right now. I mean, we're what? We're, we're like four games behind. Four and a half games behind the Phoenix Suns right now in the Western Conference. Ridiculous. Just, oh my god. Utterly ridiculous. I'm having a huge problem with that one. And like I said on the last show, there's there's like seven guys averaging oh, double-digit points a game. Or, or was it eight? I mean, it's just unbelievable. It's, it is utterly ridiculous. You got one, two, three, four, five, six. Seems like it should be higher than that. Oh, well, I guess Plumlee dropped down below. He's down at 9.9, but we'll say that's double digits. So that would be seven guys over double digits. Yeah, that is crazy. And then you got P.J. Tucker almost at double digits as well, averaging 9.2 points a game. Like I said on the last episode, this is a team. The Suns are playing like a team. And that's <laughs> it's just amazing what they've been able to do. Uh, Eric Bledsoe and Gorgon Drogic. Drogic really leading the way right with the scoring with the Suns. They're just playing phenomenal basketball for rookie coach Jeff Hornacek. He would have been a nice fit on this team, wouldn't he? Mm. Jeff Hornacek's doing a hell of a job in Phoenix and good on him, and I don't think the Wolves win that one. I just don't. I mean, the way the Wolves are playing right now, I don't think so. I mean, maybe a small chance, but the Wolves will be denied 500, uh, getting over 500 yet again. I just, it's so frustrating watching the Wolves. They can't even get over 500. It's like, really? It's freaking ball, isn't it? It really is. So then the Bobcats come to town. Better not pout because the Charlotte Bobcats are coming to town. Yes, sir. They're 15 and 20. They're not really the slouch that they've been the past three, four years now. I mean, they made the playoffs a couple, They maybe three years ago, was it? They made the playoffs, but got swept in the first round. Their only playoff berth. <laughs> Just like in and out right away. When Gerald Wallace was still there and all that. And Jordan had recently taken over the ownership of that team. Um, but yeah, Charlotte is now 15 and 20. They're doing a lot better. I do think the Wolves win this one, though. I, I gotta think the Wolves could pull this one off, even though the Bobcats are better. Uh, Al Jefferson comes back to town. You got Ramon Sessions. Lots of Wolves, or at least a few Wolves uh, connections of this one. Jefferson, uh, Ramon Sessions. I thought there were more than this. Um, yeah, we got Gerald Henderson, a guy who the Wolves, a lot of people think, should have gotten. We still have uh, Gil, Gilchrist, but of course, he's out with a broken hand. Um, Sessions, Kemba Walker, all these nice players. Cody Zeller, we were kind of laughing about in that one. Very winnable game for the Timberwolves. I got to think they can get this one done. So then back to 500 we go. We're going to basically be a 500 team. We're just going to keep, you know, we'll get below 500 and get right back at 500 again. We'll rock and roll there. <laughs> Al Jefferson doing his thing in, in uh, Charlotte. It'll be nice to see him in a Hornets jersey next year. Yes, I'm looking forward to that when they come out. But, uh, 
he's 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 no all star though. Only averaging about seventeen and a half points a game. Um, not going to be enough for the uh, not going to be enough to beat the Wolves at home in this one. Though on the road, I would be a little bit worried. You never know. Don't like don't necessarily like the Wolves' chances on the road against many people right now. And I'm sorry to say that, even though we might squeak out something here and there, something needs to change. Um, or we just some we just need to get lucky, need to get hot somewhere along the lines here. So um, that was Friday, January the 10th, when the Bobcats come to town. So we will wrap up the previews Sunday, January the 12th in San Antonio. Plain and simple, you spell you spell it out in four letters: loss, L-O-S-S, loss. 26 and eight, San Antonio Spurs. Yes, the Wolves beat San Antonio in San Antonio once last year, but that was the last game of the season when the Spurs, uh, you know, Popovich did. <laughs> They took a break, basically, in that one. It was the last game of the season. And it paid, I mean, stuff like that paid off for the Spurs last year. They went all the way to the finals and all the most won it. <laughs> Until Craig Walton's club finished the job with that amazing sixth sixth game and, and phenomenally good seventh game. Miami Heat were able to pull that one off. Um, I'd much rather see the Heat win than the Spurs, without a doubt. Sorry, guys out there that hate the Heat. I'm not one of you. <laughs> I'm on Craig Walden's side in that one. Uh, hopefully he's listening, by the way. Uh, but the Spurs, yeah, they're a team and all that good stuff. They they have five guys scoring double figures. Marco Bellinelli's in a nice addition. The former Chicago Bull and and, and uh, Hornet, I believe. Former, you know, Hornet slash Pelican, that Hornet. <clears throat> That's going to get confusing. Um, Kawhi Leonard's still doing his thing, but really I think he's taken a little bit of a step back this year, honestly. A, a little bit. Um, he's not bad or anything, but eh, I, I don't know. Yeah, his three-point percentage is significantly down from last year. His free-throw percentage is down quite a bit, actually. His minutes are down a little bit. His, his field goal percentage is pretty much identical. So, but overall, just not as sharp as he was last year. He, he better hope he can pick things up as the year moves on, and I kind of think he will at some point in time. Duncan's still as solid as ever for the Spurs. I don't think the Wolves could beat them. Ginobili, Parker, the same pains in the butt that they've always been. <laughs> uh, Parker, much more deadly from three-point range than Ginobili is nowadays compared to what he'd been in the past. Bellinelli's been scorching the net at about 50% from three-point range. Danny Green, about 40%. I think his numbers are down a bit this year, too, compared to the past couple years. So, Or at least last year, excuse me. But with that said, the Spurs will absolutely beat the Timberwolves. They'll find a way to get it done, as they always do with their chippy annoying way like Tony Parker who drives me nuts to me he's just another he's just another much better version of uh, Derek Fisher <laughs> he's a much better version of Derek Fisher where he's a little bit chippy and he you know um, and you know he gets away with stuff and he always just he always makes everything when it counts it's like ah I can drive you nuts because you because I never want the Spurs to win no especially when they're playing us but I don't want them to beat like the Heat or the or anybody really the, the Lakers I guess it's kind of back and forth of that one but most of the time, I don't want the Spurs to win. Um, if it's against the Thunder, I'd want them to win because I'm not a fan of the Thunder either. But yeah, whatever. I'm such a hater. I I hate everyone equally, don't I? Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So the Wolves will go one and three this week, and 500 will be denied yet again. Ooh, 500 denied again. No, they will go 500. They will go 500. Pardon me. They'll go two and two because I had us beating the Sixers and Bobcats. And if you don't win both of those, you suck. So, got the Wolves winning those. So, let's uh, try to get into fan interaction here as best I can. It's, um, yeah, I already did the Twitter, so that's cool. 
Facebook page. Simply look up Timberwolves Explosion, Minnesota Timberwolves Show on Facebook. All you got to say is, uh, when there's two, if two of them come up, there's company and group, click on the one that says company, not group, and then click like and go from there. Um, there's a lot of stuff here. That's where I just, that's why I didn't want to do this one solo, actually. I, I, I may leave some of it for uh, when when it's not solo again, when we're back together again. Belcher's back on here. Belcher, yep, <laughs> the forecaster anyway. Um, okay, I'll get through him. Tanae Brown saying that Edelman said he misses Steamsma and his shot blocking. Does he even know Zheng is on this team? Awesome comment there, Tanae. I think that's a gold star right there. That's big time. Really like what you had to say there. He misses Steamsma, really. The guy with no range, but maybe he'd block a shot once in a while versus Zheng. Edelman? Are you kidding me? I, I, uh, Greg Steamsma drove me nuts last year. He's, he's about as stiff as an old tree. I mean, what the hell is this? What are you talking about, Adelman? Oh my goodness, that got me going. Ah, <laughs> ah ba ba um, The earlier comments I'd already read. So yes, that was the the oldest one by Tanae Brown. That was yes against the Pelicans. All right, so you got the. Where am I? Um, 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 um. Uh, Vince Germano saying he's watching watching the Pelicans Wolves replay, and I think you guys are a wee bit harsh on Ma Mute. He isn't an elite defender like a Bruce Bowen, but he does D up pretty well. Don't get me wrong, I can see and totally get why you would be disappointed considering what you gave up, but I just think Ma Mute is a good defender. <sighs> fair, fair enough, Vince. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, he does D up a little bit. Zero offensive ability. No one's scared of him when he has the ball. And when he does have the ball, half the time, it's a disaster. It is a bloody disaster, mate. <laughs> Without a doubt. Just disaster up the yin-yang for Monsieur Mahmoud. And yes, it is a Monsieur. <laughs> Danae Brown saying, Peck. Peck is going to the OKC game with an injury. If we see the normal injured pick where he loses his effectiveness, Elman will have to put Zhang in. And Jabaz has been put down to the D-League. Wonder what we could get for training him. That's a good question. Uh, Tech, or Tech, excuse me, Tanae saying, well, Peck proved me wrong. Ha ha. And yes, Peck did play very, very well in that game, Mr. Tanae. Yes, he did. Peck played excellent. In fact, I almost gave him the award. It's just the fact he's so immobile getting those rebounds. When you need him to hustle and get them, he just he just doesn't. So that drove me nuts. This one, I'm going to... I'll read it now and I'll save it. Hopefully I can remember to save it and uh, forward it on to my co-host if and when he's back on the show. Uh, hopefully. Um, so he says, Vince says, question for both of you. If you're, in the, if, if you're the GM of the Wolves right now, what moves... Oh yeah, this is a tough one. <laughs> what moves or who are you targeting at trade deadline? Obviously, love is untouchable, but are you both willing to trade Rubio or Peck? Um, it depends on what we're getting, Vince. I'll say if I would trade, like I heard some weird rumor out there about uh, Rub uh, package deals involving Rubio and Rondo. Um, yeah, I would do that. I, I I heard people say, "Oh no, no way! I would never do." It. No, man, I would do that. What has Rubio done to tell me that he's better than Rondo? Are you kidding me? Rubio's not better than Rondo. He's not. Uh, Pekovic, or excuse me, Rondo is further around. Pekovic, I would look at, 
Almera Seek from the Houston Rockets. Possibly, yeah. I mean, he's he's a better rebounder, better defender than Pekovic. I would look at that. Obviously, the money doesn't add up. We'd have to have more coming back with Asik to get that done, unfortunately. But I don't know if the Rockets would be able to pull would be would want to do that. Um, would they want Shved? I don't, I, I I don't know who wants Shved right now, and he's making like three million a year or so. So that would add up even more having to come back our way. Maybe we'd have to take on some junk contract from the Houston Rockets. Um, but that's what I would possibly look at is Asik, I suppose. And, uh, hey, if that Rondo thing is true, I would at minimum explore it. At minimum explore it. I mean, I love Rubio. I'm not saying get his, let the door hit him or the good Lord split him. <laughs> He's a great player. He's a good guy. Nice leader of this team. Rondo is kind of an attitude. That's the one thing that I don't like about him, and I'm sure that might be what other people are. But I'd at least explore it. I wouldn't just I wouldn't just throw it under the garbage. Odds are, neither will happen anyway. So, moving on to Tanae Brown. And yes, I will get that to Marcus later on. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, re, we'll redo that question on the next episode. If my stupid butt will remember. And I hope I will. Uh, possibly maybe repost this, Vince. Maybe uh, later on, like a week from now or something. That way it can get on the next episode. Tanae is saying, it, uh, it'll be hard to move Peck with his contract now. As a, as a big fan of Rubio as I am. We need a point guard that can score. If we traded Rubio, though, I bet he'd turn into one of the best point guards in the league. <laughs> yeah, with with our luck, that's probably what would happen. Vince saying, tell you what, though, Peck's living up to that contract, which would be a tad easier to move. That's the thing. He is scoring. So, yeah. So maybe they would be willing to give up a seek in Houston, but that deal wouldn't make any more sense for Houston than, uh, oh, yeah, it would be a three-way deal, though. Yeah, it would be a three-way deal where... Somebody else would get Pekovic. Somebody else. I, I can't even think of who that would be. Would it be the Celtics or something? I have no idea. I'm just making up. I'm just making a team up. Kalen Woods with a couple of interesting ones up here. It's kind of busy on here, so maybe it's better that I'm doing this solo. I have no idea. Because, you know, me and Marcus just go on and on forever. So i gotta stop. I got to stop talking about the co-host constantly on a solo show. That sounds kind of dorky of me. Kalen Woods saying, found the hoop, found on this on Hoops Rumors. The Wolves informed Russian Bosnia Muhammad is going to the D-League in Des Moines. Yes, um, and Jerry Zagoda was saying he can, uh, or Kim, he was quoting flips, saying he could play more minutes. Yep, like I was saying earlier, then he would play all year. The 14th overall pick has played sparingly in just 11 of 32 games so far this season. Meanwhile, Saunders says... He hasn't considered asking Robbie Hummel or Gorgie Zhang to do the same because both of them have been part of Adelman's rotation. A couple of interesting things, of course, Shabazz will play more minutes in the four-game stand in the D-League than he would all year because he is averaging about 30 seconds per game. And since when does Zhang, when has Zhang been part of the rotation? Yeah, Kalen, exactly. When has Zhang been part of the rotation? That's the exact point I was trying to make as well earlier. Awesome thought there. He continues saying, uh, yes, this is very cool right here. Very interesting. Yeah, Kalen's saying, another hoop, Hoops Rumors find seems Derek, as in Derek Williams, found himself on the bench in Sacramento after the trade, especially after the gay trade, the Rudy Gay trade. <laughs> I thought they were looking at Rudy Gay and Derek Williams at three and four. Looks like the Wolves lucked out a bit. Yeah, that is a really good point there, Kalen. Um, <laughs> That's a really good point because Derek Williams, you can't really find him with a searchlight all of a sudden. 
Remember how just a couple weeks ago it was like, oh, oh, Derek Williams, oh, no, oh, man, look at that athleticism. Ah, oh, he's starting already for the Sacramento Kings. Ah, oh, gosh, what's going on? We, we really blew it this time. And watching Mahmute dribble off his foot when he tried to do a Dominic Wilkins spin move and unfortunately doesn't have the ball handling skills of a mouse. So, well, he's, he's got the ball handling skills of a giraffe, dude. Good luck, you know, with Mahmute dribbling the basketball and, and doing a spin move into the lane. That ain't going to happen. Not in the NBA. Maybe in college or something he could look like Dominique. Not in the NBA. Not that guy. But, um, yeah, Derek Williams, he's looking like, like a giraffe out there for Sacramento again, like he did here at times. So, that's not good for him. Maybe it's just like, maybe he just really is what, what we thought he was. A bust. What some of us thought he was. A bust. Vince Germano saying, seriously, the T-Wolves, the Wolves played 2K-style defense today. This team doesn't have an identity. Why didn't Kevin Love sit Durant on his arse on a drive to the hoop I saw? Giving up 100 a night is crazy. I'm telling you, I mean, the defense is really bad. So, very strong thoughts there by Vince Germano. Very, very well taken. Very much agreed with. It is a joke. It is a joke. The defense is terrible. And remember how Rick Adelman was making fun of how bad it was when he was watching the video when he first came in as a coach. But, yeah, you know, the year before under Kurt Rabbis, oh, the defense was horrendous. Well, it still is horrendous, Rick Adelman. It's your third year. Hank McCoy saying, wow. Hank McCoy, of course, of the Courtside Podcast saying, wow, Kevin Durant, huh? Here's a question for you guys. How many games have the Wolves lost by less than five points this season? I feel like it's a lot. Where would they be sitting in the conference with those extra wins. Thoughts? Exactly, Hank. That is the biggest key of all. That's the gold star comment of the whole show here. Right here. Gold star for Hank McCoy. Silver star for Tanae Brown. And bronze star for <laughs> Kalen Woods when he brought up the uh, uh, Derek Williams situation. So I'm going like Purple Mafia here since there's so many comments. And guys, thank you very much for these comments. This is actually great. You know, this is this is nice. Now you guys are like the, the co-host. That's partially the idea, having some comments on here. It helps. Hey, it's stuff to, it's just, it's discussion. That's what radio's all about, guys. So keep keep posting on here. Really appreciate it. All of you keep posting. Kalen Woods, great points. Tanae Brown, always great. Hank and Vince, oh man, love you guys. Keep posting on here. Really appreciate it. So let's get to the point here before I keep rambling and driving everyone nuts. You know what the Wolves' record is when uh, they lose by less than four points? Or yeah, excuse me. Do you know what the Wolves' record is in a four-point game this year? Oh and nine, oh and nine in four-point games. Yeah, in in that situation, they're oh and nine. They've lost nine games by less than four points this year. By four points or less, they've lost nine games by four points or less, Hank. And that is unbelievable when you consider. That this team is 500 and what they would be. Let's say if they won five of those those nine games. Five. Like we're a little bit on the clutch side. Hey, we won more than half. Barely more than half, but more than half. That's a lot. That's a lot, Hank. That's too many, isn't it? Way too many. So, awesome comment there, Hank. Huge, huge point there. That is the Achilles heel of this team right now. Final comment on the Facebook page. Hank saying, yippee, finally Boz is going to get some playing time with the D-leg. Yes, Hank, with the D-League, unfortunately. Uh, now we're just going to have to watch the Iowa City Force, and uh, there you go. Iowa City Force. Yeah. Hey, 
Get on the computer and look it up. Damn it. Get on the computer and look it up if you're curious how Shabazz is doing. That's about all we can do about that right now. And go from there. <laughs> yeah, get on the computer and look it up. <laughs> oh. oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Flip, look at you, man. Look at ya! Like I was screaming on YouTube, or excuse me, Twitter last night, that there's no rhyme or reason. No, there is no rhyme or reason. No, there is no rhyme or reason to this team because finally something good happens. We get a call and you can't even make your free throws. And all the bitching and screaming we did against the Dallas Mavericks last week. And Kevin Love can't even make one of three free throws. Or let's just say <laughs> two of three, we'll say. Because he needed to make two of three if we were going to have any chance. Couldn't get it done. You got your call, Kevin, and you couldn't get it done. Yes, you, yes, they missed calls in that game on you, but you got the one you needed to win the game, at least tie it and force overtime, and you blew it. So there you go. That's why I said there's no rhyme or reason. Oh, my goodness gracious. I can't take it anymore. Oh, son of a biscuit. I, I am telling you. Oh, it looks like there may have been a comment here. Oh, yeah, the Dallas game. This was the Pelican, after the Pelicans game, Tanae Brown. So we'll get to this with the final comment, saying it was a nice win, but why the, why the hell were the rookies not starting the fourth? Yeah. I only saw him on my phone, the score on my phone, while I was at work, but it seemed as though we were in complete control of the game. Looked like we could have put Johnny Flynn out there with Darko and still would have won. Gonna, gonna watch the game later tonight. Hopefully I'll see a reason why they weren't in the game. And the truth of the matter is, pretty much no reason, man. Um, we sort of let the Pelicans back in the game, but those guys could have at least played a little bit. Yeah, start them out in the fourth, maybe a little bit of energy, something. Maybe Shabazz could give you a quick six. Gorgie could get some energy on the defensive side of the ball. Maybe a nice alley-oop dunk. Who knows? But no, it was not meant to be because Rick Allman is a stubborn SOB. With that, I'm going to ask you guys out there, if you could, to call into the phone lines. 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention what show you're calling into, which is Timberwolves Explosion. And do your statement, shout-out, question, comment, whatever it is. There you go. And boy, oh boy, I did it again, and I really apologize. I blew it again, oddly. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, it's still getting on the show, but it needs to be earlier. Oh, my God. The Oddman Media Network. The Oddman Media Network, of course, our flagship website is thesportstuff.com. As I mentioned earlier, I hope I mentioned anyway. I may have forgotten everything because I'm so crazy tonight. But there's also the Oddman Media Network. Type in the and then Oddman, like his audio, A-U-D-M-A-N.com. Go to that website. The Courtside Podcast is also on there, along with others like NBL Canada and such. He lives in Canada. Great guy. Raptors fan. All that good stuff. Big time basketball website. Do check it out. And of course, thesportstuff.com. Like I mentioned, the flagship website of Timberwolves Explosion. There is the crossover podcast on there with the New York Knicks and the Brooklyn Nets. Awesome show. Awesome show, regardless if those teams are doing well or not. More than worth a listen. Also, you can get it on iTunes and such. And uh, my other two shows, Tim, Tim, uh, excuse me, Brave the Wild for hockey, the Minnesota Wild, and Purple Mafia for the Minnesota Vikings. I'll be reviewing the wild card football, the NFL playoffs, the first round, 
very soon here. Probably recording that one tomorrow night if I can. Uh, I'll either be releasing it tomorrow night or Tuesday night, depending on my work schedule. Because if I'm working OT, may, that may end up having to be delayed until Tuesday. We'll see how things can go with that one, at least the release of that show. So, yes, because there's more into doing a show <laughs> than people may think. you got to get stuff together. you got to have time to record. you got to have time to produce it as well. So, there you go. <laughs> Very simple. Alright, so as mentioned earlier, Facebook page, simply look for us in the search bar, type in Timberwolves Explosion, Minnesota Timberwolves Show, go there, click like, at Wolves Explosion on Twitter, at Wolves Explosion, because Timberwolves Explosion doesn't fit, but Timberwolves Explosion is the name of the show, not Wolves Explosion, um, and for the forecaster, his Twitter account is at Forecaster TE, would appreciate a follow from those of you out there, and uh, hopefully I was able to shout out to you, uh, most of you out there that were tweeting and facebooking well all of you really in this case got to all of you hoping for the best here hopefully we can get some type of win streak going but as of right now i doubt it (laughs) we'll see though you know in this day and age you never know things change and uh maybe the only thing that hasn't been changing is rick edelman's habits hoping for the best they'll go into the coming week go timberwolves we'll be back in a week